This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Oh, oh, that was brilliant. I know. (laughs) The way you just called out, so innocent, so clear, right in the place where they both feel so protected. I am well aware of all the places my abuser likes to hide herself. Yes, but in this case, though, that was a brilliant move. (laughs) Neither of them saw it coming. I am quite gratified that you are impressed, my boy. And I'm glad you played your part so well, planting seeds of doubt with Feeney during the following session. (laughs) Working through each step to be able to ask him about it. He had no idea you were even tracking it. Just getting him to tell you his thoughts and feelings. (laughs) I confess, I'm jealous. (laughs) You have quite the supply with him. Uh, Supply? It's a way to tell if the contra-manipulation is working. Only manipulators can give this kind of emotional response. And he's clearly bonded to you. Uh, How can you tell? I saw it while I was in the auricular. He heard your voice and his entire emotional field just stiffened, ready for the attack. (laughs) He is now aware that you can hurt him. And he didn't raise defenses. He just allowed you blow after blow of torment. Oh, we are so very close, my boy. I brought you a timestamp. Is that pride I'm getting from you? Uh, Not quite pride, but I do feel like I finally understand what you've been trying to tell me. I believe I executed a truly useful devalue. Well, don't be stingy. Let's, uh, let's hear about it. Begin playback. Feeney devalue 39. Feeney? I'm, I'm here, Reed. I, I know you are. Where are we? In the auricular. How are you in here? Oh, I'm in here all the time now. You are? How is that? Are you getting that? What is that? The disgust I feel for this whole process. Disgust? For you, Phoenix. I'm disgusted by you. Why would you say that? Why would you use those words? We both know why. Warren. Warren. He hurt you, didn't he? Yes. But he's not an abuser. He's your father? He did the best he could. Nice try, Feeny. But we both know what happens when you think that way. Percy. She gets angry. Angry at who? Angry at me. Why do you think that is? Have we... Have we discussed this before? Many times. But this is the first time you've offered the information. What information? The information that Percy is abusing you. Well, she's not. She's doing the best she can. Oh, Feeny. That's an excuse. 
You know how to hold her accountable. I, I do. I, I do? Phoenix, it's time you put her in her place. Time you made it clear that she can't do this to you anymore. What is she? Your mother? No, she's my friend. And if she was a friend, she'd never act like that. Getting angry with you when you need her most? Getting angry... You just said she gets angry because you don't admit you were abused. I, I wasn't abused. Right. That was the part you're supposed to tell her. What's the part you're supposed to tell Jeanette? I don't know why we have to keep talking about this. Good. Did you say it just like that to her? Play it again. I don't know why we have to keep talking about this. How did she take it? No, you know what? I'll watch that later, after our session. For now, remember, Percy's been abusing you. Percy just gets angry with you when you need her most. Say it back to me. Why do you get so angry with me when I need you most? Good. Now, you know how this works. Take a deep breath, take a few deep breaths, and I'm going to make sure you can't remember this later so you can't interfere. End playback. <laughs> and then you moved the memory of it. Into his unconscious, where he'll never be able to find it. I marvel that you can do that. I think you might wish you could, too. <laughs> I admit I do. Oh, that was masterful. <laughs> now, when she brings it up next, he's going to reply just like that to her. Right to her abusive face. <laughs> oh, my boy, well done. I just wish I could be there to see it. <laughs> I've made that possible as well. You have? We're going to be spending a lot of time in the auricular over the next few weeks. I have things to make sure I can get from him. I need to be in there almost constantly. Except for the moment with Ben. That will be timed just right. But for Feeney, he'll be almost all mine. How much is he able to resist you? There are some things I don't care about. His passwords, links to other survivor info, the coalition bullshit... I don't care to try access for any of that. Smart. Mission-critical focus, that's what's best. Just like your father. Oh. Say that again. Like father, like son. He'd be proud of you. I hope that's true. We have an abuser to hunt. And finally, to capture. <laughs> Thank you, Feeney, for making this happen. Jeanette said she thought you were ready. And Rosie gave her permission. Even with her permission, though, Ben. Are you sure this is a good idea with... With everything? our abuser being able to broadcast all over the place, with you two hearing his voice, with how much this screws up every possible avenue of security the Haven has to offer, with how much this would change everything for the whole justice reform, with all the questions I have about why he's not broadcasting to me and is still somehow frustratingly focused on Percy, on her, with how much those questions make me sound so self-absorbed. Wait, what if... I'm the narcissist. Per Percy, Feeney, what, 
What if I'm the narcissist? Ben, sit down. I don't think all this anxiety has to do with Rosie. No, it's not Rosie. It's not, it's not her fault. She's no, no, we need to do this for her sake. For, uh, but I have no idea how to handle all this other stuff. I just, I just, what I, what I need to do is, uh, I, I don't know. I, I saw your interview with Meg. It seemed to be a really good discussion. You handled it really well. Did I? Though, I mean, it wasn't enough. I think it made all the Haven haters go a little crazy on the chats. Truth doesn't spread that easily. But I have faith in the culture that voted to pass the justice reform. Ben, we really can wait to do this with Rosie. No, I... uh, This is important. How are you sleeping? I'm not. I'm trying to sleep during the day while there's more bordered on staff, but even then it's very complicated. Oh, Rosie, please come in. Thank you. Where should I sit? Wherever you feel safe. Jeanette apologizes she can't be here today. I hope it's all right that I'm here as a substitute. All the better. That's kind. Thank you. Ben asked us to meet together today Please, because... Please, Feeney, no preamble. She needs to hear me say it right away. Rosie, I put you at risk. I put Sonia and the others at risk. And I want you to know how sorry I am. And it's just taken me months to figure out how to face you because I feel like I let you down. We had a friendship and I ruined it. Okay. You don't have to say anything. I just want you to know how sorry I am that I hurt you, that I made you feel unsafe, and that I gave you red flags. It must have been really triggering after everything you shared with me for me to act that way was just unforgivable. I need the preamble. What? Well, Feeney had a preamble. I think I need it. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Rosie... Our intention today isn't to make everything right. It's to give you a chance to say anything you need to say to Ben and to give him a chance to apologize if you're all right with that. I'm all right with that. It's, it's okay. I don't feel so, so unforgiving as you say, Ben. I remember when my abuser... My daughter brought this date home, a girl. It was the first time she'd done that, and though I suspected our daughter was bisexual, my abuser didn't know or didn't want to know. He made comments about my daughter's girly friend, and I stayed quiet because I didn't want to start a fight. I regret not speaking up in that moment for her, and she was angry with me for a good long time until I showed her she could count on me. It was actually one of the reasons I felt like I needed to speak out at my abuser's trial. My daughter reminded me of that time, and I was motivated to do right. I'm motivated to do right by all of you. He apologized to you, too, as well? He has. And Feeney, you? We've had our moments, but yes, he did. Sonia told me that she considers you a friend, Ben. Did she? That that means a lot. I agree. Sonia's incredible. She saved all of us. You did help her. You could have just walked away, but you went to find her and give her that info about Kari. That took guts. You think so? I do. I'd like to be friends with you, too. Huh. What? I'm not sure I'm ready for friendship like we had before, but I could be persuaded to eat together at lunch sometimes, provided there are lots of other people around. Uh, did, did you just define your boundaries? Like a good reclaimer. Like a good reclaimer. I, I like it. <laughs> I, I want to be a good reclaimer. Well, then, hop to it. Hop to it. How? 
You know I work at Walter Reed, right? I knew you did that before the Haven. Yeah, and I'm back now. It's been wonderful, but I remembered this whole PR nightmare we had back during the war. Was that the one right at the beginning of the war? Yes. I was a brand new nurse, nervous as I'll get out, and my first day, let's just say lots of gossip. And the hospital administration had a chance to bury the whole scandal, just kill it by flooding the news with other stories, and they didn't. Instead, they brought it up on every news channel in every city all over the country. They just talked it to death, and within a couple of days, it wasn't around anymore. They reclaimed the narrative. Rosie, that's both clever and insightful. Yeah, well, I've had a lot of time to think about Ben and Sonia and everything that happened. I hope that when you think about it, you think about all the good you did. I didn't think about that at first. Right in the beginning, I blamed myself. I... I'm so sorry for that, Rosie. That's my fault. Yes, it is. And it means a lot that you're here confronting it, taking it on. I want to take it on. You know the PR team you had during the inquiry? The one that helped you beat up on the Haven on every channel? Beat up? Verbal violence is still violence, Ben. Fair. I'll, <laughs> I'll concede. Good. I think that you should get that incredible PR team out there to help build the Haven back. You can restore things, Ben. You might even be able to make it better. You sound so wise, like, like you've been spending a bunch of time with Feeney. I most certainly have. I think that's all that needs to be said for today. Okay, I get that. But maybe, maybe there will be more chances to say things to each other in the future. Maybe? Yes, maybe. Or maybe you'll be too busy getting your really, really, really ridiculously giant ego on live stream to build up the haven. <gasps> ridiculously? I don't accept apologies without demonstrated changed behavior, Bradford. That's fair. Thanks, Rosie. Yeah. See you around. Percy, I'll be seeing you. <laughs> Feeny, next week for our regular? Count on it. See you then. Bye, Rosie. Thank you for facilitating that. You're welcome. You all right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting that bundle you've got going on. What, what, what's that about? Uh, something about doubt? About me? We'd, um... Both of us. Yes. We'd like you to talk to Jeanette and get formally tested. Like the heightened stuff? Yeah. The analysis can provide you with a lot of information about the nuances of your gift. Okay. Does, does Percy do that? Jeanette suggested we have you do it with the Haven Security Council. I think it's important to keep you as safe as possible. Keep me safe? Or keep others safe from me? We want to be sure the former senator isn't able to access you in any way. Yeah. Okay. I'll message Jeanette. Let her know you've said yes. She'll coordinate what you need. Would you like her there? Yeah. Would you two like to be there too? I think we can make that happen. It'd be nice to keep watch over you. Okay, Feeney, that's, that's Percy's line. She's, she's the one that does all the watching and telepathic reading. Yeah? What's my job? Well, empathizing so hard, remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. Are you all right? Where's Clark? He's with Jenna. I needed to talk with you. Cora, what's going on? I got your vidcon. Good. 
I'm worried, and I need to tell someone who can take action. All right. Uh, do you want me to get Jeanette? No, I don't need Advoing. I need... Let me think. I, I need to tell you what I'm feeling, because I'm having trouble believing myself. But if it's true, then something is wrong, and both of you need to know so you can get help, and maybe we can fix it. Whatever we can do. It's the, uh, former senator. Alcorn? No, the convicted one. Dr. Colossi's abuser? Yes. What about him? Reed said his name last night. Out loud? He was sleeping, and he said his name. Did he say anything else? Not while sleeping, but this morning he said that the former senator had somehow reached out to someone through rehab, that Dr. Colossi could hear him again, and it really scared Reed. Oh, dear. No. No? I need to tell you... Cora, breathe. Um, Deep breath. In. And now release. Good. Reed was lying. What? When he said that, he was lying. About Percy's abuser? No. About being scared. Reed wasn't scared? Yes. No. Yes, he was lying... No, he wasn't scared. He was just saying that he was scared. Why would he lie about that? I don't know. What were you getting from him? Are you all right, Sharon? Reed is... foggy to me. When we were first dating, that was comforting. Him being foggy, I was just getting my gift, and I didn't really understand all the overwhelming emotions I was bombarded with. So to have somewhere where I didn't have to feel all those emotions, it was helpful He was like a respite. But then I started to get annoyed, or or he started to get annoyed. I don't know. Things are just so... So why does everything have to be so damn confusing? I can't tell. I, I don't know, but I do know he was lying this morning. He tried to cover it up after, but I wrote it down. Look what I wrote. Reed lied to me just now. About being scared. I wrote it down because... Because there's a lot of times when things happen with Reed that I can't remember clearly later. I sort of remember, but... But things like fights and stuff, they they don't go well and I get emotional, but then later he's apologizing and... And I can't remember what I was so mad about or... What he was mad about. (sighs) I don't know. I mean... I know. I know I was upset or I know he was upset or... Or that we fought. I... I just don't remember any of the fights, what they were about. So you started journaling? Yes. I found it in the best practices, and so I locked my side of the VidCon, kept it private, just to me. Reed would never know. So I I started writing everything down in that immediate moment, as, as soon as I could after something happened. Cora, you're right. This is very important information, and we need to get it to Percy and Feeney right away. I could go. Would you? That way I can stay here with you, Cora, and we can breathe, try to read through some of your other entries. Would that help? Confirmed. I'm on it. I'll come back when I'm done. Let you know how it went. Thank you, Amelia. Happy to. I'll be right back. How long have you been journaling? Just since Clark turned three months old. I'd read the intake book. So you started journaling because you found out about how much it helps? Well, that and... Reed got angry that day. Do you want to share why? Yes. Yes, I I want to tell someone everything, but... But I don't want it to be an official report. 
Is that okay? Why don't I record what we talk about, but then keep it to myself? That way, if you ever do decide to report, we have a record. Yes. Thank you. Cora, the other thing I need to do is put Reed on a restricted list. Oh, no, I don't, I don't want to. I mean, I took the eval and the intake about his actions, and he... I don't think he's antisocial or a predator. I'm not limiting the help he gets. I'm limiting what he has access to. And I'm ensuring that Feeney and the Haven Security Council are aware. It's a way for all of us to have protection. All right. That makes sense. He won't know it was you, if that's what you're worried about. The Security Council and Feeney are brilliant at creating reasons to limit things. Reed won't even know. He won't? No. Could you tell me why that concerns you so? I'm not worried he'll retaliate. I'm getting your concern. I'm still not sure about... I just know that he lied. That's all. Cora, that's enough. I trust your instinct. You brought us a concern. We're going to take it seriously. But no one will be convicted until there's proof of abuse. Okay. Now, shall we go through what you've written and flag anything that causes you concern? Yes. Thank you so much. I'm here for you, Cora. Thanks. I wish I could be more definitive. I I hate all this wishy-washy, is it abuse or isn't it stuff. It's so frustrating to not know how to describe what's actually going on. You can know and not know. You used and? Yes. Why do you think I did so? Because this is a double bind. Write that down. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Good. Now, let's go through your journal entries. Where do you want to start? Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, we're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things, and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. 
If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And And we we believe believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.